0: Welcome to the Elite Few Podcast, where we explore the fabulous, extraordinary world of the people who move the needle of success. Join our host, Tiffany, and producer, Kyle, as we dive into the stories
1: and insights of the elite few who are making a difference and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Let's get started.
2: And now, part three of our interview with Gina Bowl and her riveting insights to the world of human trafficking this episode is for is to, is to take that person that may not know everything and educate themselves. And that website is going to be a great website. Another thing that I want to make sure that we touch base on is the fact that, you know, to kind of go back to the movie um, it did have a happy ending for Mm -hmm. that family, yeah, for that family that they focused on for that story. And there was other uh, reports that that, there was simultaneously things happening at the exact same time in real life that the movie depicts. So, so that was a the movie was and I encourage everybody to go see the movie because it, it is it is worth the gut punch. It is worth it. It it's is a big gut punch. It is worth it. I will take that. I would I would suggest everybody take that gut punch. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get socked in the gut for the for the for the topic but also know that, okay, when you leave the theater, you're feeling good because, oh, they found, they found the boy, they found the girl, this is good. So with that being said, and to wrap this up, can you, you know, with our listeners may be overwhelmed with the, oh my God, the world's falling, you know, the sky falling, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> with the, and be overwhelmed with the enormity of the, of, the, of the human traffic problem now that we've even spit out numbers, right? Right. Um, can you share a success story that you're allowed to share and maybe oh, yeah. we can end it on a, on a say, okay, because of people like Gina and because of podcasts like this, getting the word out and telling people to go educate themselves that there is a, a glimmer of hope because, um, if we spread this and get people knowledgeable and maybe they hear a success story, they won't feel so overwhelmed that they're like, okay, I want my success story. Cause if everybody has one success story, there's more people in the world. If everybody in the world has one success story, we could, sure. we could combat this.
0: Absolutely. I love that you said that. Um, so, and I know like when I walked out of the movie too, I was like, that's great. And then I also went to, but what kind of therapy did that family get afterwards? Oh, <laughs> like yeah, I immediately sure. went to that too. Like oh. where, Like what kind of therapy, but um, oh. there, there was um, in Louisiana, we had been in, um, down you know, in a really rough part of, of town and continued to mow this person's lawn and knew he was running girls out of it, knew he was running drugs out of it, um, but would show up, take his girls to the doctor, um, mow the lawn, bring them food and stuff. And probably six months of just investing in that because the thing is, is it's like you meet sometimes Again, it's living in wisdom and it's just knowing like you can't always go in and bust everything down and just uproot these people. And so it was six months of just like working this contact of like, you're running these girls. We know what you're doing. Like, this is what's going on. And And knowing the whole time. Knowing the whole time. But... Also knowing that they, a lot of them didn't want to leave because they didn't identify because they felt like their needs were being met there. So right. we literally were just being Jesus and the only way that we knew to be Jesus to them. And um, he he did one Sunday, whenever we showed up to bring food and to, to, to see if anybody needs to go to the hospital, at the emergency room had a sign that said, no drugs, no girls gone to church. And like that was without he went, he showed up at our dream center, like right there and like down the street from him. Like he went to our church's dream center. And from that day on, he's like, I'm not running girls anymore. It was because of that six month investment into, we're going to mow, we're going to bring you food. How can we help? What can we do? And then talking to these girls. And then he started, you know, telling them they need to go to church. And so being able to actually see them come into that environment and to begin to get freedom and to begin yeah. to get healing there and that way. Um, and then here it was, you know, a girl had been at a sorority party. She had been roofied. She had been gang raped and been videotaped, right? Um, and recorded and was told, if you don't show up at certain times to do what we're asking you to do, then this, this video footage is going to be leaked. That's another way that trafficking happens. It's that blackmail and that coercion. And finally, um, she had uh, heard on campus one of the uh, anti-trafficking student groups that we had and was like, wait a minute. I didn't even realize that this was happening. And so we were she actually self, you know, professed this is what's happening to me. She disclosed to a school counselor who at that time was able to get her immediately into contact with our group. And she was able to start counseling. counseling was a beast and it was brutal. And it was hard because she had to admit all the things that happened to her. And she also carried a lot of shame saying it was her fault. She should have never gone. She shouldn't have taken a drink. She should have never done X, Y, and Z. To which you have to reply, you can do all the wrong things, but it still is not deserving of being raped or trafficked or violated. You know, they chose to sorority parties every day and have they chose to get raped. They chose, they chose to do that. But seeing her after a year and a half of the therapy and the trauma counseling, be able to actually thrive and to share her story is, is incredible. And then the final one, which I would love for you guys, you can even link this into your show notes. Her name is Kat, Catherine Givens. We call her Kat. I met her at a, um, Speaking events, we were on a panel together. She is the founder of um, Elijah, Elisha Rising, and um, actually was just featured in Time magazine. She was a traffic victim, and she now has a nonprofit to help traffic victims, and she is responsible for changing a lot of the laws here in the state of Texas in regards to the provision that traffic victims are getting. Oh, wow. I will send you her information. She's her story amazing. is incredible. Um, I had the wonderful privilege of being able to interview and write about her story as well um, as several years ago after we met and we've just stayed in touch. And so she is an incredible success story. So they are out there. You know, they are out there. Um, it is a long road back from them. And I think your the listeners need to understand that just because a traffic victim is found and they get help does not mean that they are going to be completely free within a week. You know, we got to get out. We got to get out of television mentality. This is not a 30 minute hour long.
1: Oh yeah. Everybody's good. This is a That person's been saved for for three years. They're still smoking. Let's throw them out. I mean, you're like, you don't know what their life has been. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what's going on. And you're right. I mean, there is this, there is that it's 30, it's been 30 minutes. We're supposed to wrap up the show. This kid should be healed, happy and living free. Yeah not and that's not there. that's not what it yeah. is. and that's why we
0: need people in the lanes of trauma counseling and you know find the, the lanes of psychiatric care and you know physical care like we need it takes a it really truly takes a
1: village when it comes to these
0: um survivors i don't want to call them victims they are survivors
1: you right. mentioned the guy going to church with his girls and getting out of trafficking because of that situation mm-hmm. it's very much um it's well, it's a better alternative than mine of just walk up and shoot him. Um, but you, we, we talked about that once. I'm like, why are they leaving these hotel rooms with those men and arresting them when they could just go? I don't know. I mean, they they rushed us, we had to shoot them. Oops! I mean, right. that's sad. They keep dying, you know. What I mean, <laughs> if they can't go to Coral. that's that's well, rough. But there's... you, you had a moment where it was bothering you and you were walking you were walking out and it was bothering you that it was bothering
0: me and and you can get easily burned out in those moments too where you're like why like we just like this guy just got arrested slapped on the wrist and he's back out a week later and she's still dealing with the trauma and she went back and it was with this guy that said, no girls, no drugs. I've gone to church yeah. where I was like, that's great, but there's still this justice side of us that we want to see justice served, which is a good reason that we're not Jesus and we're not the yes, Lord. But that's true. It was he I still had has that, to
2: pay for his consequences. He does, just like absolutely. we talked about with our forgiveness episode. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so but there was
0: that moment where I was like, I just don't even understand. And God said, God God literally just he dropped into me. He said, Who are you to tell me that they don't get a road to Damascus experience? And I was like, well I don't even know what that means. And he was like Saul killed my people. <laughs> and yep. i still showed up on the road to damascus for him so why are these people any worse he's like they're not out murdering christians i'm like but you know what they're doing to your children and he's like again who are you to tell me they don't get it road to damascus and so it flipped that switch in me do i don't condone at all anything that they're doing but also truly made me look at them and say you know what lord my heart is for the victims, but I also know that you can redeem anybody. And who am I to say your forgiveness is just for this group of people, but yeah, not it's just for this just group for us of people. that
1: do what we call little sins. Yeah, right.
0: And, <laughs> and, and so, and we're all worthy of road to Damascus. Jesus died for us to have a road to Damascus. And so it changed my outlook and it also changed my, my outreach and how I even approached you know, victims in this of I want to see them on this road to Damascus and through like God still created them. The worst, most vile human being in the world, God created them and he died for them. And a lot of times I think we think, oh, the Lord died for us Christians. But yeah, but we weren't Christians. Like we weren't Christians when he died for us, you know, we're okay. Christians because he did die for us. We, he and died so, for us
1: when we were sinners.
0: Yeah. So that was a pivotal moment for that road to Damascus. That, and we're, we're all still sinners every
1: single yeah. day. It says you must renew yourself in the Lord. Yeah. And Gina, you've known me for, I don't know, 480 years. I'm probably going to sin tomorrow by noon. And who knows? Oh, God, I could probably trip someone in a parking lot and go, oh, that was an accident. And God's like, no, yeah. it wasn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. the point is the road, and for people watching who don't know what the road to Damascus is, it's when Paul, who was a soldier and made laws to, to kill Christians, he was a major soldier. He wasn't just a little guy, he was in charge of many people. And um, God showed up to him on the road and said, blinded him, right? Mm-hmm blinded him I mean immediately with a bright light fully blinded him and said why are you killing my people didn't say hey you know are you doing okay right now can we have a talk do you want to sit and you want some water no he just yelled why are you killing my people and then for three days he said sit there and don't move blind and he sat there for three days didn't know it was going to be three days so for and then he ended up giving you know say okay God I'll, I'll work for you I didn't know I actually thought I was working for you I thought these people were the bad people but I'm sorry, and then Paul um, went on and led a great ministry, and still suffered consequences for his actions by having to live under the same laws that he made, and and suffer for it. and he was tortured on several occasions, um, and I, I just I'm telling people this so you understand what that analogy means mm-hmm. I don't think it I think it needs to be brought out very clearly because it's um it's major we all need that moment and it's I I told Gina probably seven times Kyle and I Mm -hmm. sat in the theater and I'm like just walk in and shoot him I do love to say that a lot um (laughs) I think anyone who knows me I'm like let's just kill him but the reality is we don't have that right right I um if God said to me tomorrow, you can kill anyone you want, I have a list, alphabetical order, I can give it to you. But we're <laughs> not, not <that> allowed <laughs> to, I know <laughs> we're not allowed to. And um, yeah, people are watching and are like, Oh, please, is that the only reason you're not doing that? I mean, yeah, I mean, my friends, Debbie, Debbie, Kyle, we get to high school with, she goes, I know, I know you'd never kill anyone. She goes, But if you're on the news and they said there were 10 dead pedophiles in a room, I'd be like, Yeah, Jer, she she did it. It, it she it was her. Um the reality is, we all have to recognize that we're not, it's not that easy. And this is a yeah. terrible, disgusting thing. And these people are disgusting and they're horrible. And, um, and no, uh, not everyone takes those moments like that guy. Not everyone is even scathed by it. They're like, whatever, yeah. you can keep giving me free stuff. I'm going to keep selling the girls. And so I think that, I think what you did, and I think what you, I think you are going to, um, I, I think there's a lot there for you for that. I mean, I I well, you know I love you regardless if you've done none you. of this. Yeah. <laughs> love you too. But I've always been very proud of you. And um for many reasons. I mean, the person you are is why you do this, but I love you and I'm so proud of you. I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I, I know. I know. I know. So it's well, an it's an to do it.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, Could Go well, ahead, Kyle. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's an honor to have you and to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you through Tiffany and it's an honor to have you on our show and to highlight this. And, and like I said, any of the information that we talked about this, if you want to know that information um, we'll put as much of what we talked about in the show notes that were, that we discussed was clickable. I had did my show notes here. I even said, put up the link about how to watch your Instagram, your yeah. kid's Instagram account. Like that's yeah. going to be a link somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe an yeah. article, maybe a video, but that's going right. to be down there. So, so if any of these little small nuggets that you gave, I'm going to try to do as much as I can to get that in that. And area. give your
1: kids a reason to trust you. Yes. Kyle's kids and my kid, obviously we could, they could be lying to us every day. We don't know. We, I, I don't know, but they've always come to us with stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, sometimes, sometimes like, whoa, dude, really? I didn't want to know that. <laughs> like, It yeah. was like nothing major, but I'm like, uh, I know you told, we told you that you could come and tell yeah. us anything yeah. that probably should have kept close to your yeah. chest. Yeah. 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 Cause we, I, we, we should be the
0: safest people in their yeah. lives. Yes. Like yes. we yes. need yeah. to yeah. be the safest people in their lives. Yeah. And, um, I will tell parents this just real quick. If you find out that your kiddo is chatting with somebody on Instagram or Snapchat or they're sending pictures of themselves um, where they're not fully clothed, they're sexting or whatever, do not freak out on them. You got yes. to walk away. You got to take a big, deep breath. And then you've got to come to them and just as calmly as you can, you have to let them know. Like, I'm heartbroken because you are more valuable than these pictures and then what's being said to you, number one, and number two, this is not safe. And I know we could do like a whole nother show. Oh, we could do a all whole of episode
1: that. on yeah. But <laughs> um, you're right. But, they need to but, feel safe. You are yeah. their safe place. Yeah. Yes. So be the not safe, safe place for your kiddos. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that's a new, that's a new take. I, I know i um, even talking to my dad about that. When my son was a teenager, I'm like, no, he's my safe place, and I told my ex husband that. On many occasions, he's like, why are you being so nice about this with him? Because we're the safe place, right, right? And it works out because then they come to you, like Kyle says, and tell you things that you're like, oh, wow, yeah, um, mm-hmm. th- I'm so glad you're telling me, <laughs> and absolutely, and um, then you walk away and you're like, oh my. God, <laughs> my friend, did I just hear? my friend told me that one day she's like, my daughter comes up to me and goes, mom, I want to go get on the pill. I'm not having sex with him yet, but I know in the next year I will. And she said it was everything she could do to just go, okay, you're 17. You're old enough t- to make that decision. And this is what I wanted was for you to come to me. And then she said, I walked away and was just like, my God. God. <laughs> like yeah. what? It's a lot to digest and you're yeah. just like you can't yell. Yeah, you and I can't think yell, you I can't think scream. if we just
0: what we've done a lot because our kids are older, um mm-hmm. you know 23, 19, 16 and 13, what we've done a lot and what we've said more than ever is like mm-hmm. I'm going to need a minute or I'm going to need an hour or I need 24 <laughs> hours to process this. That has been our biggest thing is like, I need to process this. You're going to have to give me 24 hours and then I'll come back and we'll discuss it. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> okay. I like
1: that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Because if they feel that you are going to um, combat them, they won't come to you again. Right. Yeah. Love you. All right, Kyle, go ahead. You can, you can say your final (laughs) goodbye, everybody. But I mean, this is so important to cover these issues. And it, It and I love what she said that you have to mention that you have to be their safe place. You You have to to be their
2: safe place. You have to have that open line of communication. If that's one thing that if you're afraid of your child right now, that would be the best thing to do is have the discussion with them. Like it's going to be a hard one. Um, of course, you're not going to talk to a five-year-old about this. I mean, other than say, hey, stranger danger. Yeah. But when it comes to the older kids that are that are starting to understand things, especially the females, because they get it a lot sooner than, than the boys do. They get the understanding of the world, I believe. Just be open with them. I mean, uh, the stuff that I see and then my wife sees in her profession, we've always been honest with our kids. I, did it help? I hope so. I I've never not told my kids about what I do, what I see, what I come across, you know, on a daily basis when I'm when I'm doing my paramedic stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't get to details. I don't violate HIPAA, but right. I just say, "Hey, you know, these are the things that are going on in the world. You need to be aware of that, and I'm going to communicate that with you because I want you to communicate, communicate with yeah. me when it's time that you may need to communicate with me yeah. to the point where I I truly feel that they they have they have taken those liberties in the past uh for good reasons to help their friends to so that I could go and help their friends and figure things out for people or themselves and and you know I'm not done parenting yet that's another thing they think they think well now that I'm eighteen, you don't need to parent me anymore. Hello, sorry, mom and dad of me, they still parent me right, right. you know like right. like like my in-laws and my father my my mom's been gone for you a few years, but she's. She Still parents me from above, right. but yeah, but I'm sure
1: she does. We yeah. all
2: get parented throughout yes. our whole life, and it's hard for, for a teenager in mm-hmm. early 20s to, to wrap their head around that because they have not had kids yet. And once they do, right. they'll get that. So, so with that being said, let's wrap this up. Um, this has been the Elite Few podcast, uh, with our special guest Gina here, um, who deals with uh, the human trafficking uh, epidemic in her state. Um, if you've Feel like you can do something like she said earlier, do anything, even if it's just talk to your kids about this stuff. But we just want to wrap this up, tell you to, uh, um, share this with your friends, press the like, subscribe, uh, forward this to people that, uh, if people, if this discussion comes up, cause it's kind of a hot topic now, yes. if this is, if this was helpful for you. Go ahead and share this podcast with them, with your friends that may not n- understand if the subject does come up. Don't be afraid to talk about it. That's part of what the movie's message was was we need to bring this out and let everybody know this is happening and that there are people like Gina that are trying to make a difference. And oh, you may be a person that can make a difference. Let's have let's 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 have you come and help. So other than that, thanks a lot, Gina. Appreciate it. Thank you. It.
0: All right. Thank you guys. I love you. I All
2: love right. you. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for this powerful episode of the Elite Few, where Few stands for Fabulous Extraordinary World and the everyday people making a difference like Gina in the lives of others to help them move the needle of their own success. Huge thanks to our host Tiffany Feeney and our expert guest, Gina Bowl, for her valuable insights in the dark world of human trafficking please do whatever you can to spread this message. Awareness is power, and we can make a difference just by sharing this message with anyone you know so they can get educated on the problem. Remember to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. Your support, of course, keeps us going. From all of us here at The Elite Few, I'm Kyle Goodnight, we thank you and look forward to catching you on the next episode.